0: You're listening to the My NFT Journey podcast. Each week, our host, Andy Storch, will share his journey and newly found passion for non-fungible tokens. Where did you go from there? Did you start getting into more NFTs and other projects or have you stuck with the friends from there?
1: Yeah, so I had those two. I mean, to backtrack just for a second, buying the otter was a big decision. Yeah. And that, was not, that was not a guarantee for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, right? that was three e, So We're talking about $12,000 for a picture of an otter basically yeah. like what we both yeah, spent
1: yeah. on that. Yeah, no regrets looking back. And then I actually tried to buy another one. I had made a withdrawal from an account and I tried to cancel the transaction because I realized from that platform I could move it into crypto. Mm. I spent over five hours back on the phone between you know my bank and yeah. they just couldn't cancel it. So, and then oh, the very, awesome. very sold out. But moving forward beyond that, it was days later that I was really looking at Bored Apes. Mm. I mean, in context, it, Bored Apes within, minted in April, April. So at that
0: time they were a little bit above, you know, in that price, that same price range though, I think.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I was looking at Board Apes and I'm like, oh, like, man, like, you know, I remember thinking I could see this becoming like the cool project, yeah. you know what I mean? It just, I don't know why I picked up on that vibe. Yeah, the vibe. And then I saw Super Yetis and I'm like, you know, this is a lot cheaper. This is more affordable. (laughs) So I'm not kidding. I I always, I like Super Yetis. I'm actually still in the community. I've never sold one,
0: but. That's cool. So, and and like context for other Super Yetis, you you can tell about the project. I never got into it. The only thing I know is it's kind of become this like meme project and that like so many people got into it with like so much promise and hope and it just like never went anywhere but it's still not i don't think the floor is really too that low on it here's the thing it took a lot of flack at the time yeah but the creators been
1: building this whole time and they have a pretty impressive like plot that they built in sandbox Hmm. so no recommendations but it wouldn't hurt anyone to to take a peek at what they've done i think they've been the hair you know Or sorry, they've been the turtle. They've been moving forward slowly. Right. No promises, but they've been doing some cool stuff. But yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And and as you and I are recording this again, May 11th, the floor price on Super Yetis is 0.07 ETH. So very accessible for anybody that wants to get a cheap or, you know, their first NFT. Just we don't know if it's ever going to go anywhere.
1: Versus Board Apes. (laughs) Versus Board
0: Apes. We're at about a hundred ETH floor right now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. A little bit of a difference. So
0: Yeah. Exactly. That,
1: uh, that decision always hurt. But in the end, I mean, you know, it's just, it's so easy to look back and, and there's, there's so many regrets, but it is what it is. You know, you, right. do forward. you learn yeah. from
0: it. So many regrets in this space, of course. Oh. <laughs> so you got into super Yetis, not apes, obviously. Where did you go from there? Any other projects that you got into? And like, how do you think well, about investing?
1: I bought one Yeti at 0.18 and I held it and I just kept learning. I didn't buy anything else for about four months okay so i literally took in as much as i could i attended some web3 online conferences paid for a few signed up for realvision.com which is a Mm. great resource for anyone who wants to learn about crypto and nfts ralph paul does a great job there okay just kept learning and learning and then you know there was a few projects that you know came up and and nothing nothing like hit in a big way, but you know, crypto zoo, Logan Paul's cryptozoo is interesting. Hmm. But there's like different dynamics that catch your eye, you know? Yep. Not to I mean, I could ramble on about that one, but there were certain things that made sense. But anyways, yeah, yeah Aletheia AI, it's a it's an AI project. Have you heard of it? No. It's quite interesting. Yeah, where they, basically, you know, if you had a board ape, you can tie your board ape to your personality pod from Alethea. And it brings it to life, but it has its own intelligence behind it. So you Hmm. can talk with it, teach it how to communicate, build its personality. It's, I mean, there's lots of cool projects out there trying to innovate, you know? So.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Did you take some of your, you know, you developed all these analytical skills from your gambling days in hockey. Are you able to leverage that? And how do you think about looking at NFT projects now as an investor?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the probability aspect is huge, right? In terms of like you know just figuring out the whole the bo- whole book game scenario and the raffle scenario and everything yeah. that's gone on in vFriendland over the last month and a half, I think that was very relatable. In terms of analyzing projects, I mean, you know, I think I hit pause so quickly because there was all this garbage coming out, and and I don't use that term lightly. There was so many projects spawning, which seems so obviously like their sole mission was to gain quick funds. And, you know, like, you know, I don't know, I don't want to like name specific, but like, you know, lamb gang, crypto friend, like you, you you can make them up as you go. And they probably made like, it was just, it was a crazy time where people were buying everything that made absolutely no sense to me. So I took that time to try and continue learning about it versus, but at the same time, buying the spread on projects that had potential would have been a play like Clone X by Artifact. I'm mm. curious to see what they do in the long run, but that one seemed so blatantly obvious. And
0: Yeah. To buy, when you say buying the spread, you mean basically like buy it early, sell? Yeah, you know, buy a board ape
1: here, buy a clone. I mean, at the time, if yeah. you had some savings, it wasn't out of reach to, to kind of buy the projects that might have had a chance to do something. Yep. If you had just done that, I mean people would have done really well, right? Yeah.
0: You'd you'd be in really good shape. At the same time, like you said, there's a lot of like cash grabs and projects launching that clearly like they're just trying to make some money and you don't know if they're really going to go anywhere long-term. There's also a lot of projects out there that that are popular that, you know, make you kind of scratch your head. Like, what do you think about the, some of the overpriced, you know, I know you put that in, we were talking before that you see a lot of overpriced stuff out there.
1: Well, I think a lot of people in the space, which actually has me slightly concerned. I mean, we've already seen a somewhat of a correction and a pretty hard downturn yeah. in the market, right? You know, yep. we've become desensitized to the amount of money we're playing with. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, people talking about how cool, co- cool cats have gone, you know, way down to ETH. I mean, we're still talking, you know, what now, like 15, 20, $25,000. Yeah. It's a, it's right. a, it's a lot of money. So yeah. there's so many projects that have immensely high ceilings and I just, Will it last? I really don't think so. With a lot of them, I only personally, I only feel one hundred percent certain about B friends, and I really do. Mm. I, I really trust it, and I'm very grateful that now I have two specs. Right? That's yeah. that's what I'll have moving forward, and I'm pretty stoked about that. But yeah, <laughs> oh, I both, both of yours
0: to... are specs. I didn't realize that.
1: So I I made uh, made some significant moves over the past month, and okay. I ended up. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's a whole. That's a whole thing there I'm happy to share, but came in with the corner and the otter. Yeah. And then I took some loans. I ended up buying a, a spec, a bubblegum Okay, Swapped it with someone for the diamond hustling hamster. And as I mentioned before, I wanted the hamster going in. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to be holding the diamond hamster and the gold otter for a very long time. Nice,
0: okay. And you kept the core? So you have three? Now, I, de-
1: I defaulted on the core. You yeah, defaulted on the core. the core, what do you mean? So, I took a 9th loan against it,
0: oh, okay, about
1: 32 days ago. Yeah, and I was going to be in tough to come up with the liquidity for it. I yeah. kind of transitioned my plan from what I had originally thought I was going to do. Yeah, to having you know, I have right now I have 54 book game tokens, and I'm okay. going to have entries for the Red Devil, so I'm I'm going up for it pretty heavy, right? And yeah. I didn't want to withdraw a lot of that liquidity to pay back the core, and I owed 9.28 on it. Yeah. So I kind of let it go, knowing that I'll have those two specs. So
0: interesting. Tell me about this. I don't know anything about taking loans against an NFT. So you took a nine ETH loan against the, the core V friend that you had. Now the floor on V is below nine now. So if you default on that, is there any more like consequences for you? Or are you just like, oh, I'm letting this go below the floor?
1: Exactly. So NFTFI, it's like uh, just a completely you know open market between borrowers and lenders. So, as a lender or as a borrower, I could agree to a two hundred percent loan APR over any given time if I were to so choose. Right? There's yeah. no, I mean, we're, we're there's not much regulation with it, right? Yeah. For better or worse, right. I'm a big fan of it. I yeah. think an open market is the best way to find what people are willing to do with one another. Right. As long as no one's forcing your hand, I personally don't see a problem. Right. But yeah, so you can take collateralized loans on your, on your NFTs and it's, it's actually very useful. So I took two loans, one against the otter for 15 and one against the skunk for nine. And yeah, I owed 9.28 and based on the floor price right now, and if you deduct royalties from what you get, I mean, it was looking next to impossible to get, the 9.28 principle of what I was going to get to pay it back. And right all things considered, it was it was the most sensible play. But
0: Yeah, you know, so you just default and let that go, and then they have the core. But it's almost yeah. like they bought it for 9 ETH, which at the time was the right price for it, but now the floor is below that.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously going back, it would have made more sense for me to sell it instead of loan it out, right? I could have probably got about 15, 16 ETH for it at the uh, time. Yeah, if
0: you had done that, if, right, a few weeks ago. But, you know, I mean, again, you know, so there's no so, way to know where the market's yeah. going. You gave yourself options. That's so yeah. interesting. Okay. I didn't realize that was an option. All right. So you can now you can take yeah. loans against NFTs and then you can choose whether you're going to hold on to that default, whatever. Yeah. This is fantastic. All right. So we got to wrap this up. But Chris, you and I are meeting up in a couple of weeks at VCon. This will be airing after VCon. We'll be doing a recap episode of that as well. What are you most looking forward to at VCon? I think I'm looking most
1: forward to meeting the people that I've, you know, talked to over discord and whatnot for, I mean, up to, you know, closing in on a year now, right? Yep. Yeah. It's going to be fun to put a face to these, you know, these messages and and meet the people. And I mean, the events are going to be awesome. There's some cool sponsors. I have no doubt that, I mean, Gary's going to be up and beyond to, to make yep. the first on a special experience right there. They will be setting the, the precedent for for all of them to come right
0: yeah so, it's gonna be yeah. amazing all right one bold prediction about something that's going to happen at vcon knowing that this is going to air after the fact
1: oh that's tough that's <laughs> tough I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think
0: gotta be bold what's something gary's going to announce something somebody's going to do there
1: will be okay i think this is somewhat bold i think he'll announce a partnership with a professional sports team with one Ooh. of the characters oh interesting okay that'd be cool yeah. all right that's my my hunch It'll be something with the Vikings. Yeah. But there's a few care. I mean, I, you know, I could see it. I can, within a couple of years, I could see a V Friends, you know, whether it's a protective Panther or a, a devil on the New Jersey. Like, yeah, I can, see, I can see a V friends logo on a, on a hockey or football helmet for sure.
0: Okay. All right. And we already know that the competitive cloud is the face of the pickleball team that he bought. So there, there you go. There you yeah. go. It's already on a professional sports team. Chris, this has been great. Thank you so much for joining me. It's awesome. For anybody that wants to reach out to you and get in touch, follow you, where's the best place to go? Ooh,
1: You know, Instagram, Hartley Romero. And then, uh, you know, my Twitter is chartsy so either or yeah got
0: it all right thanks chris good talking to you
1: thanks andy see you soon
0: Thanks again for listening to My NFT Journey. Hey, I wanted to take a moment to let you know that our podcast right now is sponsored by voice.com. Yeah, voice is an easy place for creators to create carbon-neutral NFTs. That's right. You may have heard about NFTs from the outcry around environmental impact. And how much energy is being burned by Bitcoin and Ethereum and other cryptocurrencies and NFTs and tokens traded on the blockchain? Well, Voice is 65,000 times more energy efficient than Bitcoin and 17,000 times more energy efficient than Ethereum. So if you're looking to create some NFTs very easily or buy some NFTs, especially low-cost NFTs, very easily with U.S. dollars and without burning lots of energy or impact in the environment, then check out voice.com. I am working on creating my own collection of NFTs on voice. And I've found so far that it's extremely easy. All you need is the right graphic, the right strategy or what you want to create. Decide what you want to give to people when they buy the NFTs and then go set it up. It only takes a few minutes. So go check it out voice.com and let me know what you think.